Hi everyone, I felt motivated today to jump on the pod and actually connect with you all. Actually what ended up happening was I had a coffee date with a girlfriend and she had to cancel because of work and so I had an extra hour in my schedule and it's been one of those ones for me where I have been wanting to jump on to do a solo app um, for a little while now. I just feel as though the time has gotten away from me as I'm sure you can all <laughs> appreciate and you all have experienced. I For these solo apps, if you're the first time you're tuning into one it's really me uncut unedited unfiltered um I feel like so much content out there is so perfectly curated these days including our podcast to be honest so sometimes it's just nice to have like the raw real version of what is produced before it's all edited up I'm actually just thinking about, there's this show that I've been watching, um, Vanderpump Rules, it's called. Don't judge me. It's on Hey You. Freaking love Hey You and every show on there. And, <laughs> and you know, the girls uh, on the show were taking a photo in one of the scenes and then straight after they're like, great, you know, and they look beautiful as it is in that photo. And they're like, great, we're going to face tune. We're going to, you know, make it amazing and then we'll pop it up, you know, and all of that. And I was like, isn't it amazing that there's so much curation that happens to the content that we see on our screens? You know, it's not great if you're thinking about our, you know, children growing up, growing up in a world where, yeah, it a lot of it appears perfect. But I think as the people with their within our generation, you know, I'm 36. A lot of our listeners are in their thirties and forties, you know, I've, and, and late twenties, I feel as though we're kind of getting a bit over that. And so when you see something raw, that's often what grabs your attention. So anyway, that was a massive uh, side note to today's app. I felt as though I wanted to jump on because today is actually my kid Noah's fifth birthday. Can you believe I became a parent five years ago? That is shocking to me. I actually feel like I can't remember my life before parenthood. I don't know if that resonates with a lot of you. Like, what did we do? Like, what was it like to sleep in? Like, what was it like to just have to look after yourself? Like, that just, I don't know. It feels like years and years ago, certainly more than five years Um, And I was just sort of reflecting today and I thought, my God, in the last five years, like today, five years ago, I was in a suite at St. Vincent's Private here in Melbourne. I was egging on Jules as much as possible, my husband, to tell the nurses and anyone who would listen really that we wanted to move to the hotel suite because I was done with the hospital, even though I'd only been in the hospital room for like a few hours. I was told that you have to hound the staff, otherwise you don't get on the list to get to the the hotel. And I really wanted to go to the hotel. And um, anyway, we ended up going, I think after day on day two of our um, hospital stay we got to the hotel suite the Marriott I think it was in the city and it was fabulous Um, but you know fabulous having just given birth where I had an episiotomy so I couldn't actually sit you know I was sitting on one bum cheek and then the other I had engorged breasts so I had you know Pamela Anderson style boobs and they were burning and I remember we're putting ice packs on them and then taking the ice packs off and then trying to express, but not wanting to express too much because it 
produces too much milk, but then wanting my kid to be bottle fed because that was important because I wanted to make sure my kid took the bottle because I never wanted my kid to be fully reliant on my boobs. Um, and so, oh, just so many things that you're trying to master in those first few days of breastfeeding and just a few days of life, regardless of whether you breastfeed or not. It is just such a whirlwind. And then you've got the, you know, your parents and family and friends all coming to visit and it's, you know, and you're just so elated and it's just, Oh, it was just an absolute minefield. You haven't slept. You don't sleep. You're you're finding that, oh my goodness, I just popped out this baby that I'm kind of obsessed with. And I can't believe that this is a real thing that's just come out of me. Like just so many feelings. I just think back to that time and I was like, God, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. (laughs) But, you know, and now actually cut to five years later, um, over the weekend, we had a birthday party for Noah and it was actually his first birthday party that we've ever had. Um, I think for a while there we had COVID. So that was a bit of a thing. And then I guess last year we thought, oh, we'll just wait an extra year and we'll do a birthday party for his fifth birthday. So we, um, we actually had it at the art factory in Baldwin. Shout out to all of the fabulous team at the art factory. It was fantastic. And they have actually locations across Melbourne. So Check that out if you're looking for um, a kid's venue for a birthday. But it, it was fantastic. And we had, I don't know, 30-odd kids running around and, you know, parents. And we had a bit of bubbles for the parents and things like that. It was all going really well. And, you know, I was getting around the room and just, you know, having a chat. And the kids were so entertained by all of the arts and craft. And as I said, the staff were fantastic in keeping them um, captivated. It was all fine. We'd gotten towards the back end of the birthday, actually, and we go to sing, you know, um, bring the cake out. Okay, we're bringing the cake out. And this is just like classic Noah. So what I was saying previously where, you know, five years ago I was in a hospital with this little tiny baby. Five years later I'm at this birthday party at the art factory. We're singing happy birthday. Noah is a mini me, so absolutely loves the attention of the room of, I don't know, 30-plus parents, 30-plus kids. We're singing to him. He's just like in his element and um, then we had sparkler candles as well as normal candles one of the sparkler candles goes out okay so he blows out the um, the candles and he go and as one of the sparkle another sparkler candle was going out he just lunges forward to touch it with basically all five of his fingers and then goes ouch and pulls his hand away and I could just see from the look of his on his face that he had done some you know solid burning damage on his fingers, but bless him. I I, I sort of looked at him and I said, no, are you okay? And everyone's looking. Um, and then my bestie Liv, who you would know from our real talk segment pulls out our phone, her phone is like taking photos of like us just being in a panic over burnt fingers. <laughs> Actually that photo is fantastic. I'm going to pop it up on Insta. Um, yeah, I'll release this episode, I think straight away and I'll put that photo up cause it is a bit of a lull. Um, but <laughs> the moment, in the moment I was like, Oh my God, I was like, someone get us an ice pack. He's there. He's trying not to cry. I'm like, are you okay? And bless him he didn't want to make a big deal about it so it was like yeah I'm fine it doesn't hurt doesn't hurt and I could just sort of see him you know clutching his fist and I was just like that's our Noah 
always so inquisitive, always wants to see, like touch, see and feel everything around him. Um, in the end, we got him an ice pack and then actually he did pretty well. He didn't make a big deal about it. I mean, we were towards the back end of the party. But when we got home, he kept clutching his fingers and looked like he was in a fair bit of pain still and trying to pretend that it wasn't a big deal. I think he was probably embarrassed, right? Um, but anyway, I had a look at his, at his fingers and he did. He literally, each of the five fingers, there was like a little blister on each. So I put a bit of um, what it's called, solute gel or one of those ones on it. And then that kind of helps soothe it. But bless him, he's trying to open his presents with like one hand because the other hand, you know, has like all this gel on it. <laughs> and that made our three-year-old Charlie pretty happy because he was actually able to get in there and help him open the presents too. But, you know, isn't that just the epitome of, you know, children, I guess, particularly in the toddler coming out of the toddler years, they're always all into absolutely everything. I just, you know, and I look, I love them for everything that they are. And I never would have thought in, in reflecting on my parenthood journey, I never would have experienced, uh, thought I would experience the level of challenge that I did, but I also never thought I would experience that level of intense love where, you know, your kid can drive you absolutely nuts and you still just feel as though your heart is outside of your chest and you want to just smother them with love, right? Like there's so many com- conflicting feelings. You One minute you're just furious with them and the next you you know, you, and even when you're furious with them, you still love them more than anything in the world. And I don't think I've ever, ever experienced that kind of love before. Um, you know, it's a different love to the person that you're with or your partner or whatever, you know, it's just, it's or your family, it's just so different. And I, I feel really privileged to have experienced that because, you know, I've actually got a few friends at the moment who are struggling to fall pregnant for the first time. And, you know, I just, I certainly don't take for granted this, this parenting experience. I, you know, although the, the premise of the podcast was really to normalize a lot of the challenges that we face as parents and, you know, over a hundred episodes, there are so many common themes that we, you know, I can think of just off the top of my head, um, around a lot of these challenges that we experience, you know, I probably don't say enough on the podcast, how, extremely grateful I am to, uh, you know, have had the opportunity to, to be a parent, um, to my two boys. So yeah, something for us all to sort of think about as we, you know, as we go through our day as well. Um, another thing that actually just came to mind is, you know, although I joked about at the start, like what a sleep in's really like, and my goodness, you know, what's it like not to have to worry about anyone but yourself? Um, there are moments over, obviously over the last five years where I have had the opportunity to be away from my children, whether that's a weekend away to Sydney to visit my sister or, you know, going away with Jules, um, my hubby, you know, for a day or two. And what, what I've, found really surprising throughout those times was I would have thought that when you go away, you're there, you're without your kids, you are only relying on yourself. You're, for example, in an aeroplane, just going, cool, this is amazing. I just could sit on the seat and watch my Kindle or, uh, you know, read my Kindle or watch a show or whatever it is. And, you know, great. This is all I'm thinking about, but I don't know if you guys feel a similar thing where I always feel as though half of my mind is like a little bit with my kids or a little bit anxious, not so much that my kids are going to be not okay without me. Cause I know they'll be perfectly fine, but I actually feel a little bit stressy around. I hope 
the people caring for them don't get too fatigued. <laughs> you know, so if I've got grandparents um, caring for them, I'm often like, oh my gosh, I feel stressed and almost a little bit of a guilt that I've taken the time away from my children and they've had to do, you know, had to, they haven't had to do anything. They've offered to, to look after them for an ex- extended period. Um, so I feel as though every time I've been away, yeah, I am in the moment and there are definitely moments where I'm just lapping it up and absolutely loving it. Um, but I feel as though there's always this little kind of cord that pulls me back to you've got a life back at home and you've got children and responsibilities and you've got people who are helping you and, you know, be grateful for that. And, you know, are they going to be okay? And, oh God, I hope they're not too tired. And gosh, I hope my kids didn't keep them up all night. And I don't know, like it's, yeah, it's so many conflicting feelings and I'm not sure if, yeah, if, if what I'm saying resonates with you guys, but I could never have imagined that would be the case until I became a parent, right? You just, you can't imagine any of this. It's such a lived experience. Um, but I also, you know, just even on, on, you know, on reflecting, like I also didn't realize how many things would be required on the to-do list once you also become a parent. Like, I don't know, like, did you feel like all of these chores and to-dos just came out of absolutely nowhere? Because I certainly did. I mean, I feel like my life was pretty, pretty chill before. I mean, it probably wasn't. I was, I've always been quite an intense human being, like the work hard, play hard, but just generally, I didn't feel as though I had all of these sort of household tasks and, and things to do, you know, from buying birthday presents to, I don't know. Yeah. Ensuring the house is clean to making the, sure the pantry is full to making sure you're super organized about meal planning. If that's the way you want to go, cause you've got multiple mouths to feed. Like we didn't worry about that all that much. I didn't really care about what I was eating for dinner. Like I was going to just figure it out. You know, I didn't worry about picking stuff up at the last minute from Woolies. And because then I didn't have to think about, oh, I've got to get the two kids out, got to go up the escalators. One's probably going to run away from me. And then the other was that way. And then have to make sure I keep them together. And then we'll finally get to the aisle. I'll finally be able to pick up the chicken. But then what if one of them yells for yogurt? And then that's going to, you know, I'll lose two minutes going through the yogurt aisle. And then, and then they're hard, you know, the other ones wandered over there. And then by the time I get back into the car, it's like a 25 minutes, you know, situation just to pick up a chicken. Right. So I feel like for that reason, I need to be super organized at the start of the week so I can minimize these inconveniences during my week. Because <laughs> There's other people to think about. If you, if you're not just inconveniencing yourself, you're, you know, um, having to bring children along with you often. So yeah, I just feel like all of a sudden there was just so much organization required. Um, and I think this is where, and it's a big topic that was spoken about a lot, but the mental load, right? These are the things that you're constantly thinking, thinking about outside of your job or outside of your family. It's all of the to-dos. And I think because we've got the mental load now as parents, plus we've still, many of us have our jobs or a passion that we're working towards. And then we've got, you know, just general family stuff as well. Um, and, and other things trying to do things for ourselves, like exercise, etc. I don't know. I put up a post the other day because I felt as though I'm doing everything, but I'm doing everything at 50% capacity. So for example, I hadn't exercised really for consistently for months, you know, I've just fallen out of the routine because there's other priorities that I've had and, you know, and that that's the way I've, you know, gone about it. Or 
even podcast stuff or work stuff, I've felt as though I've, I've been 50% in and 50% just like, oh, I'll have to leave that or I'm, I'm like, I'm engaged, but I'm not fully engaged or, you know, with my children, like, I don't know, let's talk about the fact that they often recommend a, a period each day in which you should give your ch- children, um, you know, one-to-one attention. I don't know, I read some stat, even if you give them 10 minutes a day, one-to-one attention, it helps with connection or something. And I've had that in the back of my mind as a bit of a guilty thing because I go, well, hold on. Most of the time I pick up my kids, I get home, I cook dinner while they watch TV because that's the only way I can cook dinner. I They eat dinner, you know, I eat my dinner, then we're doing books, then we're doing bed. Jules is often doing books. I'm doing the run around with cleanup. Then I put them in bed. Where's that 15 minutes of that one-on-one? Like, it just, just doesn't happen for me often unless it's the weekend. So I don't know. It's just just such a prime example of the fact that we are always kind of moving, doing things like, you know, it's very rare that I'm sort of stopping and chilling. So for that reason, with that many competing priorities from work to family to mental load, I feel like I'm doing them all at 50%. And, you know, I guess that's probably fair because what did they say? You can do it all, but just not all at the same time. And then I often get really frustrated that I'm not getting the results that I'm wanting in a particular area of my life. But then when I stop to think about it, it's like, well, of course, if you're putting 50% in, you're going to probably get 50% back, right? It's funny because I, I put that post up about feeling a little overwhelmed and, and just feeling as though, yeah, I'm giving 50% to everything and I'm frustrated by that. And it was shared by so by a number of parents, you know, and it makes me think, wow, okay, I'm clearly not the only one that's feeling like I've got all the balls in the air and I'm just trying to juggle them without one falling. I'm not juggling them well. I'm not excelling. And again, I think pre-kids, and I've got a very um, strong critical mind, so I always feel like I need to excel. It's just some bullshit thing from childhood and always feeling like you have to prove yourself and all of that sort of stuff. And it's sort of stuck with me. So when I don't feel I'm excelling and I'm doing my 50% juggling these balls, I often feel like I failed for the day. You know, I've failed as a parent or I've failed as a podcaster because, Hey, although I've got a full-time job and I'm doing a podcast and I'm still comparing myself with those podcasts that where their job is full-time podcasting and that is what they do 24-7 and I'm berating myself for not having the results that they have, right? So like it's just, yeah, I think one thing I certainly need to get under control is that critical mind and sort of have a level of acceptance that, look, you can only do what you can do and and maybe that's enough and maybe that's okay and maybe that doesn't mean that you're not loved because I think fundamentally it all comes down to love and connection. Oh, I'm going really deep now. Sorry, guys, this is about to be super lighthearted. <laughs> But, you know, it it does. I mean, I was listening to this um, episode, uh, podcast episode by Connie Chapman, Awaken Radio. I don't actually listen to many podcasts at the moment because I relate them to work because obviously I've got a podcast too. So I kind of listen to a lot of audio books. But anyway, the other day I was um, listening to an episode of hers and she said, you know, the, the reason why often we're not happy and we're not, or we're not manifesting what we want, or we're feeling disgruntled about our results and just in life in general is because we, there's this childhood wound that we're still dealing with and we're operating in that energy, right? So my childhood wound is, you know, I need to excel to be loved. And so therefore, 
if I'm operating at 50% across the board, then I don't fundamentally feel love. And the way that resonates is I go, I guess, a bruise to my ego, feeling like, you know, not enough critical minds and all of those things and just kind of, yeah, burning myself out because I'm I'm so busy doing, just trying to get the results versus, you know, peeling back and going, okay, well, maybe I need to accept that where what I can achieve is what I can achieve and that's good enough. Um, and being okay with that, you know, and then sitting in a state of acceptance will enable you to probably manifest a better outcome for the things that when you are, you know, doing the doing right versus me, where I feel like, to be honest, this whole year, I've been just running into a brick wall, running so hard and so fast trying to, you know, it was the first time I've monetized the podcast, for example, this year, and just the first time I've worked with brands, the first time, you know, I've been really sort of business mindset when it comes to not only now property things, but this podcast, which was such a passion for me. Um, and when it was a passion and I wasn't trying to monetize it, it was fine. But all of a sudden I've gone really intense on it and I've started realizing that I'm not enjoying it as much as when I wasn't trying to monetize it. But I guess also you get to a point where you spend a lot of time and energy on something that it is nice to feel as though you're getting a little bit of financial gain back from it, as well as obviously building your community and things like that. So it is a bit of a balancing act, but yeah, I just think, yeah, something to reflect on. And perhaps for you, it's, it might look a little bit different, but I think to some extent we all, have a feeling of there is so much to juggle and there is so much on and things to do that we never really had pre-parenthood and all of those things like how do we go about this and is 50% okay and I guess I'm here to tell you it is it has to be and I say that to remind myself as well um, because I need that reminder every day But one thing I do really love doing is connecting with everyone in this way. And so I do want to do more of these solo apps raw vibe because, you know, this is this was the whole premise of me starting the podcast of really sort of um, be able to connect and reflect on on what I know, what I'm thinking and what I'm hearing from you, our community and our guests and everything like that. So I'll look to create a a little bit more space, I think, for some solo apps um, moving forward. All right, guys. Well, I hope that was somewhat useful to you all. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Reflecting on pre-children to post-children, um, how much we have grown, you know, think about that. What have you learned? How much have you grown and, and how much has life changed and for the better, right? We're just becoming, you know, more, more, you know, we're moving more into our true selves. At least that's how I feel. So to hear more episodes, you know where to find us, um, please feel free to subscribe. And that means that you will get each episode as we release them and feel free to join in on the conversation. We live on Instagram predominantly. So we are at parenthood pod P O D on the end. I'll, sh- I'll pop that in the show notes as well, and I will catch you next time. Bye.